On this episode of This is Game Boy, we destroy the planets. Everybody, welcome to another episode of This Is Game Boy. I'm Belthick Gaming, and with me, as normal, is Mola. Hello. Um. So yeah, before we dive into today's game, I'm actually pretty excited for today's game too, because it's a it's a unique game for the Game Boy for sure. But uh, before we dive into that, what have you been up to? Uh, I've been uh, back on the Game Boy train. Nice uh, for for this week at least um but yeah f- before i did that i did uh, finish alice madness returns which we talked about last time uh completed the game platinum was whatever easy. it's called yeah but uh, f- getting the the achievements that were still left took me like 20 minutes so it was uh, <laughs> was basically nothing i should have just done it on stream uh instead of stopping and then doing it on my own but yeah i thought it would have taken me longer but uh, whatever um still playing if i mentioned this before I, I know i said that i was playing tomb raider uh but now i'm playing rise of the tomb raider which is the second one uh pretty long game uh i'll, I'll <laughs> still have to do a lot in that plus the uh, version i have has all the dlc which makes it even uh longer okay i was gonna say like is that the one that with the mansion dlc or whatever it was where you like walk yeah, around that's and, that. yeah yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that was a great DLC, and all the DLC is free actually. So even if you don't have that version, you can always uh, get the deal. I think it just downloads anyways if you. Uh, oh, nice! If you uh, put in your game disc or, or update your version, so that's yeah, that's be. Uh, yeah, indeed. Yeah. It's it's nice to see that there's so much DLC for it. A lot of it is multiplayer, sadly, but. Uh, yeah, there's no trophies tied to that. or Well, there is, but it's not like the last time we talked about <laughs> the tro- online trophies. Um, it's it's something you can do in the single player, but it counts as a multiplayer trophy, so whatever. Uh, but yeah, I've been uh, <clears throat> doing some Game Boy games for sure. Uh, I started with uh, playing through Bong's Adventure first again which I already had beaten, and then I played Bong's Revenge. Um, we'll talk about that uh, later, for sure. Um, after that, I was like, you know, I'm gonna do like a game that has been on my unbeatable list for, for a while. Um, so I jumped into Batman the Animated Series, yeah. which is one of the best Batman games there is. Like, <laughs> but oh, it's yeah. also a super hard game, so uh, that's why I hadn't beaten it before. Um, and to, to my surprise, I got through it pretty quickly. It was like two hours and fifteen minutes that I did it for the stream, but I had played it before, but didn't keep a timer for it. But I think I played it for around two hours back then uh, before I moved on to something else. So final time four hours i said whatever doesn't really matter uh but yeah it's a very fun game um it's fun but very unforgiving yeah you really have to learn all the ins and outs of of, uh, the stages and the boss fights for sure um i was however very disappointed with the last stage (laughs) 
Joker uh, drill or boss. Yeah, the Ugh. the Joker drill thing. Uh, that was like the easiest thing in the yeah. entire game. <laughs> that was like, wait, there's like no second form or edit? I, no. Okay, I, it's when I because it took me about six and a half hours to beat that game, and when I got to the Joker drill, I beat it, and I was like, phase two, no, mm-hmm. no. No Joker coming out and shooting at me with his gun? All right. Well, game's over. <laughs> yeah. Not, I was like, hmm, there's a cutscene coming. And I was like, oh, they're just setting things up for an extra right. fight. I know what you're doing. And then the credits rolled. And I was like, oh, well, I guess I beat the game finally. It was a disappointing so, end to a very good game. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that that's maybe a game we'll talk about in the future for sure because there's a I would like to do like a Batman series similar to what we do with Spider-Man I would like to do a Batman right we can do that yeah oh but then I have to play forever (laughs) yeah we both would yeah Yeah. Yeah. oh that's a bummer (laughs) (laughs) it's too bad really oh well yeah, so uh, after that I was like hey somebody keeps mentioning this game uh I don't know. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know if be. I should play it or not. Uh, <laughs> but I finally got through Alien Three, uh, which was a fun time. Um, I had some trouble with two of the vents, uh, which I couldn't figure out. Uh, which sucks if you can't figure it out because you have to replay the entire game if you game Literally over. Literally so. sucks. <laughs> yeah, and it sucks. And it blows. As well. and it blows as well. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. when I was playing Alien Three, I wrote notes eventually like i think i mentioned this in the podcast like that i did of it i wrote notes to understand like when the fan is spinning this way that means that it's going to push up and suck down if it's going this way it's you know reverse and like i was just like oh my god like i think i eventually drew maps of the vents to get through the game yeah yeah i can see that yeah there is uh, a map in the game of course but it sucks uh, yeah, it, it, it's really not it's, good. It's only uh, used to like tell you how many aliens you have left to kill. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. all the good it is. Yeah, uh, good thing that you said that in, in the chat when I asked about it. Like, I, I actually asked uh, if the enemies would stop spawning if you killed enough of them, which was also fine because that does happen. Uh, yeah, said, oh, I, you can actually look at the map how many there are alone. Because okay. I, I, I ran into that, so that same issue with in my playthrough, and I went to go grab the map, and like maybe I forgot something. I saw that there were numbers on the side of the map, and I had, every time I'd kill an enemy, like those numbers would drop down. I'm like, oh, I wonder if those just need to go down to zero. And then sure enough, like, I'm like, oh, okay, just gotta kill all the yeah. all the aliens. Yeah, uh, once I figured out how to get through those fans, I, f- I did make it to the queen and then I got eaten. That was amazing. Uh, <laughs> You're like, oh, I don't so, think I set myself up right here, chomp dead. Like, yep, I, just, I laughed that was, so uh, hard at work. <laughs> so that was fun. <laughs> uh, so I had to replay through the entire game again, but then it only took like, what, 20 minutes yeah, or something. Yeah, like, uh, like Alien 3 is one of those games where like casually blind, it's going to take you like three five hours you know depending on how good you are figuring out like the crypticness of the game but like once you know like what to do and where to go like the game is like 20 25 minutes tops yeah i think the hardest thing and i don't know how i came across it because i just happened to come across is finding the second key card because 
Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just somewhere and, and nobody tells you anything about it. Like for the blowtorch that you need, at least they say like, oh, it's over there. Sure, so you can find it. Right. Uh, but but yeah, that key card, I just happened to press select at the right time and there it was. And I was like, oh, well, okay, uh, good. <laughs> now I can, yeah. can move on. Uh, yeah, no, I think that is the most cryptic thing in the game. The rest you can... Eventually maybe figure out, figure yeah. Out. yeah. Um, so yeah, finally uh, played through that game. Uh, then uh, the next pick was Beethoven. Beethoven. Um, <laughs> I watched you play chunks of this game. Yeah, um, it's okay, I would say. Um, it's certainly very different. Um, it's not a, like a standard platformer or anything. You actually have to do things that cause mayhem to um, fill out your meter and once it's uh, filled out completely you can uh, move on to the next level um, except for the final stage where you have to rescue all the puppies um, you have to like do some mischief so that uh, the guards will quote unquote drop their keys so you can open the cages and, and let them out and the final one took me a while because I didn't understand what to do. Like, there's one guard in front of a TV uh, who's laughing. And you the only thing you can do is push with your head um, and jump. That's basically all that Beethoven can do. So I was trying to push that TV, which didn't work, like, from the front, from the side. I was sitting in front of the guy thinking that he, like, would shoo me or, or whatever because I was uh, in his line of sight. Uh uh, I jumped on the TV a few times, like literally nothing was happening. And then I was just uh, looking at the game facts, seeing if there was maybe a control thingy that I didn't know about, but there wasn't. Um, so I went out of it and I was just jumping on the TV again uh, for no reason because I was just, I was not really playing. I was just jumping uh, <laughs> while I was talking. And then suddenly the TV just went out and I was like, oh, so... I just had to keep on jumping <laughs> on this thing. <laughs> so, I, did, I, uh, I, so, I yeah. didn't see the ending of it, so that's pretty comical. Yeah. Um, the game is maybe not worth playing because it's not that great, but you have to see the ending of this game. I, I did watch the credits because Legs talked it up so much. <laughs> about how it was the best ending ever for Game Boy. I'm like, all right, let's let's see this. And I went to go watch. I'm like, I I did appreciate it. I was like, this is not like okay, like cool. The dogs are on two legs now, dancing and saluting. All right, that's cool, I guess. Oh, but then you didn't see the actual final bit of it. Oh, is there more? There was more, indeed. There was indeed more. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not going to spoil it. You you have oh, to look for it. Yeah. Uh, so everybody uh, who's listening, just go watch my playthrough of it. It, it, it is on YouTube right now. Um, if you don't care about the game, just skip to the end so you can see the credits. It's just... So, it, it I'm hyping it up because it's just so silly, actually. Uh, but it's great. So, people should, should just see it. Um, yeah, and then uh, after Beethoven, I asked the chat for like a short game because I, I wasn't gonna stream much longer anymore. So Alex uh, uh, said, "Oh, you should play Ultraman Shutushi Gekiden." 
uh, if you pronounce it like that, uh, which is um, a platformer, a shmup, and a quote-unquote fighting game uh, based on the Ultraman series. Uh, it was fun. I, I liked it. Uh, Ultraman. I've never seen Ultraman. I know nothing about Ultraman. Um, there's a lot of story in this game, uh, which I, of course, couldn't read because this is a Japanese-only game. So I have no idea what actually happens in that game, but um, it, it's fun. It's like you play a platformer stage, you do a few quote-unquote fighting game fights, then you go up into space and shoot things. Uh, it, it's, it's fun. Uh, and it's only like 30 minutes, uh, even on the hardest setting, because I played it on the hardest setting. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, pretty much all I have been uh, been playing. Uh, what have you been up to? Um, a lot of my life went to Assassin's Creed Rogue remake. Um, I put forty hours into platinuming that game, <laughs> so that was like two weeks worth of streaming right there. Uh, pretty much done with GTA Vice City. Like I'll have that wrapped up today. I just I never realized how garbage the controls were in that game like the game like the story holds up fine the graphics you know ps2 whatever yeah the graphics are whatever they're gonna be polygonal um but the controls are so bad so bad i've i have 90 percent of my failed missions in that game have been from f- flawed controls like huh. I, pr- I hold x and press x and the car doesn't move or the boat doesn't move uh, I just got done with a mission earlier today where I had to like run away from the cops, but the car the car collision physics in the game are awful. If you just get tapped, you're like you're twenty feet in the air going the opposite direction. And you can't control your car. They'll spin you out of control. You roll your car on every turn. It's just I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh God. I'm like, how did I how, how did we play this seventeen years ago? And how are we so good? At controlling things 17 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, like I, I don't remember any, yeah, any issues with that when I played it because it's my, I do not really like uh, the GTA series, but that one I love Vice uh, City. I always it's, found it's, it's my favorite GTA, even yeah. with its flaws. I, I'm finding out now, it's still my favorite GTA. But I like, I think back and I'm just like, I can't, I'm like, I can't imagine playing 17 years ago and being good at it yeah yeah i can i can't imagine it myself though either like i haven't touched it since it came out but yeah like i I have gta 3 sitting next to me as well and i'm like i kind of want to play that but after playing (laughs) vice city i'm like i'm terrified (laughs) to play it Yeah, yeah for sure um after that someone finally redeemed the fifty thousand channel points on my channel to request a game. Okay. Um, so if you guys, for those that are listening, if you don't follow Twitch all that much, Twitch has a channel points thing where if you watch a person's channel for so long, you get you get points added up into your quote-unquote bank. And what you can do is if the streamer has like miscellaneous stuff, like highlight my message, modify an emote, unlock an emote, and you can add your own various ones. What a mine for 50,000... Uh, points, which is quite a bit, uh, mm-hmm. is to request a game. And uh, one of my moderators 
uh, got to 50,000 points first, and he requested Black Thorn for the Super Nintendo. So I uh, never heard of it. It's a game by. It's one of the first games made by Blizzard. Oh, okay. Um, it's uh, it's not a super well known game, but it's it's not bad. It's a genre that I personally don't care for. It's like a uh, platform platform dungeon crawler type game. Um, okay. Think of like Conan for the NES or something like that. If you've ever played that, um, <laughs> well, I didn't, but. It's it's similar to that in a sense. It, it's it's not my type of genre to play, so I, I I'm I'm not excited to play it. But I'll play it because well, it was requested. So <laughs> yeah, uh, sure. On top of that, uh, setting up my backlog on Groovy. So I finally, finally, finally found a game backlog site that I actually like and is actually <laughs> usable for me. Okay. Um, so I finally found one called Groovy. It's powered by Giant Bomb. Uh, if you guys don't know who Giant Bomb is, Giant Bomb's a big video game journalist uh, company. Um, so backed by a pretty solid community, and the, the library is absolutely just gigantic that I can find so far. I have yet to find a game that wasn't in their list. Mm-hmm. So uh, been getting that all set up and. Yeah, that's been time-consuming as well, too. Um, finishing up RetroMade stuff, I'm hoping to have the first episode of RetroMade out in April, which will be on Balloon Kid. So um, just getting everything wrapped up with that, script wrapped up, and an intro and everything else. So uh, just a lot of busy busy work, honestly. Uh, skating old Game Boy comics that I came across on the internet, um, getting those out to the Game Boy community and the retro collectors and let them read them. Uh, the first one's a hoot. Let me tell you what. There's a, <laughs> so there's a culture clash and it's right away. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's just a lot of busy work. Not a lot of games. The games I've been playing just long, long games. Like next week, I think I'm doing Assassin's Creed Syndicate on Xbox. So that's another... 20 plus hour game for me because I love Assassin's Creed. So, yeah, I like playing longer games as well. Like, that's why I sometimes just have a break from my Game Boy games so I can, yeah, uh, just, just fit something in. Like, I actually have been trying to come up with the next game for, <laughs> for that, but uh, I have too many choices. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I feel you on that. For game, yeah. my my Game Boy like streaming stuff. Like I I like I love playing the Game Boy. Obviously, I I do a podcast with Mo about it. But like sometimes, like I just need a break. Like I'll I'll bust out like ten games like back to back, no problem. That I need like a two month break from it before I can go back to it. Yeah, yeah. I don't take that long of a break, but it's. Uh... I, I definitely, after a few games, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm good. I'm good with this. Um, like this week, I beaten five games, so that's uh, right, pretty incredible. So, uh, luckily, they were all going by so fast, but and there were still plenty. Games too. Of, yeah, they were all Beethoven. actually fun. Yeah, that one is is the odd one there, but uh, it, even if it wasn't good, it was still like enjoyable to play it somehow so um that's always a good thing like if it's just really really trashy and you get stuck for no reason and you have to keep on 
uh, starting it from the beginning again right. and again and again, then it's it's just not fun. Um, so yeah, yeah. All right. Well, yeah, that's what we've been up to. Busy, busy, busy all around. Plus, we have the the GB community or the Game Boy Runners website. We're still trying to get, get through, <laughs> get started. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this this episode is on Cosmo Tank, which is it's it's it, it's a cool game. I am I'm excited to talk more about it after the break. But uh, it's an interesting game. I don't think many people may have heard about it even at least. Not the people I've talked to that do no. play Game Boy. So, um, but yeah. So we're going to take a little quick short break here. When we come back, we're going to deep dive into Cosmo Tank. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. Um, Cosmo Tank um, came out in Japan first, uh, August of 1990, and then came out in America in September of 1990. Uh, the poor Europeans didn't get a release of this game. No. Uh, developed by Asuka Technologies, which uh, is going to be a very, very unknown name <laughs> to people because... Um, Asuka was an origin. So, the way this the way this story works basically is that um, Atlas Company, Atlas Co., uh, was founded in, in Japan, nineteen eighty six, uh, where they released Puzzle Boy, which I think is Amazing Tater or Quirk. I can't remember. Uh, it's what we call it on Game Boy uh, in North and. North American branch was established in Irving, California. Uh, if you don't know, if you're not familiar with Irving, that's where Blizzard is located um, right now. Oh, all right. Um, in Jan- January 18, 1991, under Atlas Software. But um, it traces its origins as Asuka Technologies, uh, which was founded in 1989. So Asuka Technologies and uh the North American Atlas software branch literally just merged together and became Atlas USA on April 1st, 1999. Asuka Technologies only made one game, and that one game is Cosmo Tank. Um, But Atlas itself is responsible for a number of Game Boy games. Um, Bonk's Adventure, uh, Cosmo Tank, obviously, Spud's Adventure... Amazing Tater, Quirk, those are the Puzzle Boy games. Another Bible, uh, Megami Tensai Gaiden, um, a lot of very popular Game Boy games. So yeah, uh, yeah, everybody knows Atlas. So yeah, they're it, still around today. So yeah, uh, very controversial company, but uh, but yeah, but yes, they are. They, they would rather 
keep making games for the Vita than, than anything else. It's kind of weird. They're, uh, and then they're always... also... Go ahead. Yeah, they're, they're not good with, like, the whole thing where nobody could stream Persona 5, was it? Yeah. Uh, like, they're, they're kind of weird. Yeah, there was a huge thing where no one was allowed to stream Persona. Um, and then there was an uproar, a boycott, and yeah, just hell kind of broke loose on that. Um, but I mean, like, they're still, like I said, they're, they're still making games, um, or at least publishing games in a way. So they're they're still around. They're one of the few older companies that, you know, aren't Nintendo or Sega or something that's still out there rocking and rolling on their own. Not yeah. go, not gobbled up by Microsoft or any one of the sorts. So, good yeah, on you, Atlas. Of course, they, they are so well known because of their Shimagami Tensei series. But, uh, like, the other games they make that have nothing to do with them are usually really good. Um, like, one for me that always comes to mind is uh, Rocking Cats for NES. Oh, yeah, that's um, a good game. It's also an Atlas game. It, it's so good, and it's, like, something completely different than what people know them for. Um, and also on Game Boy, there's, like, a few games that, like, oh, this is by Atlas? That's weird, but, yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean they, they help localize Demon Souls, Guilty Gear, and... Um, um, Ogre Battle for the N64. So, those are three very different games upon yeah, each other. Yeah. So, yeah, um, everybody really knows them from the, the RPGs, but yeah, they, they do a lot more than that. Like, Gathering is also by Atlas, yeah. uh, which is also something completely different. Oh. And um, Tom Hulett, uh who worked on. Digital Devil Saga is also was also the project leader of Trauma Center. So if you ever played right. or watched people play that too, like so Atlas is like all over the place when it comes to genres and spectrums, which is actually pretty cool. Um, I, I I've played a lot of Atlas games. I've played a lot of good Atlas games, and I've played my fair share of terrible Atlas games. So, <laughs> um, we actually have a composer for this game. So uh, I'm going to butcher. Yeah. I love butchering Japanese names so much. Um, Tsukasa Masuko. That's as good as you can get. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he's the composer of... Uh, he was the Atlas composer. Let's just be straight up with that. Uh, Japanese yeah. composer and sound designer that worked explicitly for Atlas. Um, uh, he actually started working on video games at Tecmo in 1984. Um, and he graduated high school in uh, 1982 or 1984 as well. So uh, started pretty young. He's 56 now. So uh, seems like the normal age for that. Uh, he did games like uh, Arachnoid on NES, uh, Digital Devil Story, Megami Tensai, TNC Surf Designs, Water Wood and Water Rage. Everyone knows that game. Friday the Thirteenth, um, Cosmo Tank, <laughs> uh, Quirk, uh, Spuds Adventure, Amazing Tater. So like he has a lot of games under his belt. He's still still going actually. So good on him. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you, if you see in the credits, he usually gets called Mako uh, with two Cs. Yeah. That's like his performer name or his artist's name. I don't know. Uh, uh, composer yeah. name, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like how it says here, most notable work, Karate Kid. That's really too bad. <laughs> oh, it's real too bad. <laughs> the NES one, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, that's not... Uh, that's right. too well, bad. Listen, maybe the, I don't know the soundtrack, actually, by it's, heart, but... It's bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> um, but it makes me curious, because I talked to Mo about this during break or before the episode. I can't remember now. Being old sucks. Um, <laughs> that when I was playing the game... A lot of the music that I heard and a lot of the sounds I heard reminded me of Total Carnage, which is not an Atlas game at all. No. And but I, I'm curious if like the compo- if the two composers were like one was a mentor of the other, or they were assistants at one point in time or worked together. Like I wonder if there was some sort of correspondence in life with those two because the two the two sounds are very very similar cuz like total carnage is kind of a garbage dumpster game but yeah. the music and the sound isn't bad in it so but yeah yeah we don't know uh, but if anybody knows let us know i do have some fun facts about composers and stuff now though um so I was talking to Jason Austin again, for those of you who don't know, is the developer of Alien 3 Game Boy. And I had a conversation with him about audio composers for video games because I was I was always curious, like, why are composers never credited for their stuff? Um, it came down to basically that it wasn't so much they ran out of room on a cart, it was because the company wouldn't let people credit themselves. Like they would credit the publisher and they would credit the developer, <clears throat> but they but it would be as the team. It wouldn't be as individuals. Um unless it was specified that, you know, they could do that. That's why we don't have a lot of that composer or developer credit because they just weren't allowed to do it. Um, and a lot of the audio composers that did this were also developers and game programmers as well. Yeah. So, um, so a lot of the times, like the composer is also the developer of the game. So it's it's really interesting to hear how all of that worked. Um, if you're curious about it, you can find it on my Twitter. I think it's one of my most recent conversations with him. Uh, it's really it's really really good insight. On on how on how these retro games actually were programmed, the intense amount of due date, the intense amount of stress on these people just to like punch out a game, you know, in a month to a couple months, it was it's nuts. Yeah, nowadays it's like a complete opposite where every person who even like glanced at the game before it yeah. came out is in the credits. Uh, thankfully a lot of games allow you to skip them and and which kind of makes you feel bad because like hey these people worked on this game uh let uh let them have their moment to shine right but i don't have time to sit through credits that take 10 <laughs> minutes like no, credits are not 10 minutes anymore i beat assassin's creed rogue last week the credits were 45 minutes long 
Holy! It, it thanked junk. everyone from like the developers to the QA to the producers to the babies that were born to the pets that were on set to the why yeah. like every little detail. And like I'm, I'm one of those people who are like, you know what? I don't. I personally don't care about the credits. Like I want to see who made the game, the voice actors, or whatever else. But I don't care about yeah. anything else. But I'm gonna let the credits roll because all these people put work into the game. I enjoy the game. Let's give them some some spotlight. Yeah. But for uh, sure. oh man, the credits nowadays on these newer games are just abysmal on how long they are. Like some of them are <laughs> yeah. as long as the game itself. Mm-hmm. It's usually also because like um, when it comes for for Assassin's Creed, um, they do not only credit like the actual people who made it, uh, but because they are split into like Ubisoft. All localizations of it. All localization teams, all companies. It's like, oh, you see the end of the credits and you're like, ah, okay, good, we're done, we can finally... Oh, wait, now we're going to Ubisoft Montreal. Okay. (laughs) It just keeps going on and on and on. And I get it, of course, you have to do that, but... Well, even when I do GTA V, like, Rockstar is in America. Like, Rockstar is an American company. (laughs) Like, let's just be fair on that. Yeah. There, the, when I beat GTA Five, the credit sequence for that was thirty-five minutes long. Like that was just a North American company. Just crazy! It's, just it's crazy. insane to to see how long these credits are now, and it's cool that you want to thank everyone, but at the same time, it's just like, come on, man! Like, there's got to be a cutoff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. It's it's kind of weird. It's sad that we didn't get the, the information we needed back then, and now it's like too much information, man. It's it's yeah. good. Like uh, we don't need to see all these people in here. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like it just you trying to find this stuff. It's like once you find like the person that's willing to talk to you about the olden days of programming and how they did stuff. Like they're willing. They're usually willing to help you. Like figure out how to like seek it in the future as well too but man like honestly finding some of this stuff though is just like finding a needle in a haystack yeah it's it's incredible yeah plus uh, um yeah if if english-speaking people have worked on the games we can at least reach out to them but yeah like video games are basically all from japan japanese composers it's just like okay well i don't know how to get a hold of you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, all right. Which is most of them, to be fair. Yeah, so. it is most of them, yeah. Like, all the... You can put all the actual English composers, like, you can count them on, what, two hands, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Um, and uh, you keep seeing... Uh, you keep, uh, Well, that's a nice sentence <laughs> that I was trying to say there. <laughs> <laughs> you keep seeing their names pop up throughout these games, and then you get to know them like that. And, and some of them you just immediately recognize after five notes uh, into a song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can recognize a Dave, a Dave Weiss song from yeah. any, anywhere in a game. Yeah, or... or <laughs> Grant Kirkhope yep. songs uh, um, for Game Boy Gonzalez's songs, so you immediately recognize them. Oh. But uh, yeah, so that's that's why. So like a lot of times when you're like, oh, we couldn't find the information on the composer. Now you know why it's so hard to find this information. 
um, and why we're always happy to find a composer for said video game. Yeah. Um, the plot of Cosmo Tank. So typically, Mo does the plots for these games. <laughs> yeah. uh, the plot for this, I'm going to do because it is absurdly weird. It doesn't make any sense. So, <laughs> sure, um, the plot of Cosmo Tank, <clears throat> taking from the first page of the manual. <clears throat> It's one mean piece of rolling steel against a horde of the enemy's finest. One by one, the outer planets were overrun by the unidentified insect-like creatures. Normal, normal weaponry used against them had no effect. Backed by the best scientists in the galaxy, the Cosmo Project set out to design the ultimate fighting machine, a savior to those in need. Such was the birth of the Tiger Alpha-1. As commander of the Tiger... You will set out on a mission of rescue against the overwhelming forces of a galactic hive. You must survive the peril on land and in space to reach your final destination, the lair of the master insect and his minions. Do you dare brave the challenge? There you go. That's the yeah. plot of Cosmotank. What a plot indeed. It is... A, if you think the plot is weird, just wait till we get to the gameplay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely. Um, Did I say yeah? Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what is happening to me today? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too much talking. You did all that revealing for remix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for sure. Oh um, my god. So the, the gameplay, and Mo, you're gonna have to help me with this gameplay because sure. <laughs> yeah. I was telling Mo at the start of this before we started recording. It's like I had a really hard time describing the gameplay of this game. Yeah. Um, um, is it a shmup? Is it an adventure? Is it a first-person shooter? Is it an RPG? Yes. <laughs> to all four. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm like the game basically starts. As a top-down, I guess it's an adventure game. It's, but it's like Star Wars. Yeah, it's it's like when you start Star Wars, indeed, when you're in the, the Land Cruiser, is yeah. that what it's called? Um, just going on a map and looking for things. That's that's basically what you're doing in this game. Um, so you start on a planet, you, you get dropped there with your, uh, with your tank, with the Cosmo tank. Um, and you can move uh, about and there's enemies that are attacking you that drop uh, power-ups that you can grab. Um, and there's some kind of traps uh, hidden throughout the stages like landmines that you can't see, um, things you cannot cross uh, like poison water and, 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 uh, and other hazards. Um, but your goal is always to uh, find a cave entrance which either leads you to a second part of the planet or a third part, uh, however many uh, sections there are. Um, but you always try to get to the final cave where you have to fight a boss eventually. That that is that is the one of the gameplay mechanics of this game. Um, there's two other things you can find on uh, the overworld map. Let's just call it like that. Um, there are like stations where you can uh, go into. One of them will uh, repair your tank. 
and the other one will uh, give you a hint or a tip uh, on how to tackle the planet or something that is coming up later. So they always uh, give you tips for that. Um, collecting the power-ups that the enemies drop is actually a very important part because it levels up uh, level ups less <laughs> it level ups your tank. Words um, are hard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then you do do more damage uh, in the next section, and you also get a, like an upgrade for your weapon on the overworld map. Um, luckily, the enemies are infinitely respawning enemies on the overworld map, so you can just basically sit next to a refill station and then just farm like if you can get hit and you're about to die you can just go uh go uh refill your health real quick um but it is quote unquote mandatory to uh to get your stronger weapons because it will make the game a lot easier um the sad part about the game is if you lose your life i think it downgrades one of the stats that you yeah it, it drops a level yeah yeah uh and if you game over you just go back to your basic setup your, yeah. your basic thing but yeah th th those are the rpg elements that come into place kind of um you can just grab power-ups and, and get stronger um now moving on to the second part of the game uh what actually happens in those caves um so you go into a cave and suddenly uh you are in a first person dungeon crawler uh, <laughs> I don't know where that suddenly came from, it, but you it sure really are. reminded me of Bionic Battler. As soon as, yeah, as, something soon as I like went that, to a cave, indeed. I was like, I am literally about to play Bionic Battler again, and I yeah, am yeah, not yeah. excited for this. <laughs> no, luckily it is a it's lot better though, than, yes. uh, than Bionic Battler. Um, but yeah, you're in a cave, uh, your goal is to either find the exit so you can move on, or um, if you are in the boss area, I guess that's the best thing you can call it. Um, yeah. You are actually looking for um, power like. generators. Because um, yeah. once you, when you bleh, <laughs> once you destroy <laughs> those, um, you uh, power down the boss of the planet and um you can fight them uh without powering them oh. down but it's definitely not recommended not recommended <laughs> uh so it, it's best to yeah look around um thing is if you come across the boss by accident uh because it is like a maze that you have to go through um if you do die you do not just respawn at the boss you actually put it right outside the boss so you can always uh, just uh turn around and, and go search a little more. Um, in the caves are, of course, also enemies. Um, like I said, it's first person, so you have to like shoot them by moving your tank around because you can turn 360 degrees. You get locked in in a battle if you come across an enemy, and then you can just uh, concentrate on, on shooting those. Um, there's also, I think, a map that you can find, or you always have a map, but if you destroy one of the things you can find, uh, they actually show you where all the generators and the boss uh, yeah, are located. You have a compass and everything else too that tells you like yeah. what direction you're facing and going. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the way damage works uh, during this part, um, because there will be bullets flying to you from everywhere, um, you do not really have to worry about them unless they're right in the dead center of uh, of 
the screen. Um, if you just move to the side a little bit and you see it like bursting in through the right side of, of your tank, it will not damage you. And that's something you really have to figure out from the start because otherwise you're like, how am I ever gonna win a fight because everything keeps hitting me? But it's, it's really just at that center of, uh, of the screen itself that you have to worry about. Um, for normal enemies, not so much a problem, but the bosses are absolutely brutal in this game, so... They're, yeah, so... Yeah, the 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 first planet because there are multiple planets that you do this for. I did the first. I didn't know about the generators blind. I yeah. found, I just found the boss right away. I was like, oh. and I actually I actually beat the boss without killing a generator. I was like, sweet. I'm like that took about a thousand years to do. <laughs> and then uh, I game over to wherever else I played the game. I just replayed the game because I was like, I feel like I was missing something in stage oh. one. And sure enough, like yeah, I came across like this cylinder thing and I just shot it a bunch of times and it blew up and then I think there's like what two in there two on the planet or something like that three oh, it, yeah I think it, it varies depends, on, the, think, on, the, yeah. on the planet and then like I went to go fight the boss I was like oh that's way easier so I'm like those must be a link to the boss of some some sort yeah um it, it's also like not all of the generators are in the final cave, so there are nope. the other caves you came across where there will also be a generator hidden for sure. Yeah, but, but yeah, uh, that's uh, that's the second yeah. <laughs> part of this game. Uh, but there's more, of course. There's more. Why wouldn't there be more? Um, we are talking about one planet now, which means <laughs> yeah, there are different planets. Um, so you also have to go to those planets. And the way you do that is by actually playing a little shmup game. Um, it's a top-down shmup, a vertical shmup. Wait, of course, it's top. Well, no, <laughs> it doesn't have to be top-down. Yeah, yeah, gradius. Gradius is yeah that's down. that's horizontal then it's not top down yeah no it's a it's a vertical shmup um it's pretty simple um it's a i don't even think there's like boss fights in that it's, it's really just uh no it's just to survive a path that you have to take yeah and basically everything you kill gives you a refill for your health so it's uh not that hard to get through or it's an upgrade to your shooting yeah um, so um, it's pretty simple, but yeah, you have to do that every time you go to a different planet. Um, the game is not linear at all. Um, there are actually uh, six planets on this uh, on this game, and um, each planet has a thing, um, like a hazard or something else, and you need an upgrade from one of the planets. Um, to actually be able to venture to the other planets. So, um, yeah, you, you have to figure out, um, oh, do I have to go here now or here now or here now? At the start, it's a little convoluted, of course, because you have no idea and you keep having to do that shmup section all over again to get to another planet. Um, but like I said, there are those bases there you can go to and they will give you a tip like, oh, uh, but this thing is actually on this planet. Um, yep. So always keep a lookout for those if you're playing the game. Um, they will tell you. It's, it's not just super cryptic where they... Uh, just let you figure it out on your own. Yeah, and during this process, you're. I could. Are you col are you collecting the life cores or are you destroying the life cores? 
That is a good question. I, that, that I couldn't comprehend at all. So in the game, there are life cores on each planet. Uh, and the life cores are crucial when it comes to the final boss. Um, so I I couldn't figure out if we were collecting or destroying these life cores. Um, I it was just like I I'm 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 baffled by it. Um, but basically, so once you've done the six planets, done you know, collected or destroyed the life cores, whichever it may be. I think it's collect I, because it, you need them to like awaken the last boss, or if I remember correctly, um, it's kind of like um, Castlevania too, where you're looking for Dracula's uh, body parts to remains, make right. him come back to life. I think it's something like that. Okay, that that would make more sense. I was just like, because that that was actually never explained in the game at all, at least not that I remember. Um, yeah, I think I think maybe one of those people in in one of the uh, stations says something about no it. one's got time to talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> I just brute forced my way through the game. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but the the final the final fight is hard. I had a hard time with the final fight. Um, so basically, you get to the end and uh, this thing has two hands one on each side so basically what you want to do is that you want to start off by staying on the far side either left or right do what you want to do uh and then you have to charge charge a laser shot move in shoot it in the hand uh think of um star fox you when you fight uh uh, what's his name? The final boss of Star Fox. Whenever you fight the, the, the final boss of Star Fox, you know how he has his hands or whatever else? You yeah. shoot the little crystal and he closes it and gets all mad. Very similar idea to that. Um, Andros, that's Andros, that's what it is. It's been a while since I played Star Fox. Um, then you, you, you move in, shoot the hand, and then you, you just rinse and repeat it. The problem I had was... I would get demolished by the bullets that came out. Yeah. Um, but there, there is there is a trick, and I didn't figure it out until after I beat the game and after I was watching people people's playthroughs of it. Because I, after I beat a game, I like I kind of like to see how other people approached certain things too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because typically, like in a Game Boy game, like there's almost more than one approach to a boss. Like it, it's kind of cool. Uh, so I I also like to watch them. Like I watched uh, Moe's playthrough. I watched Author Blues's playthrough, and a few others. And uh, I noticed that if you move in and shoot a hand, if you if you wait for the bullets to come out first and then move, you don't you don't get hurt. I was yeah. like, what? I was like, okay, because like, I was always I was in a scramble. I was in a hurry. Like I moved in and shot this hand. I need to get out and get out of the way quickly, but. That was my 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 burden essentially. That was like my downfall fighting this boss, and uh, yeah. And then once you once you've destroyed both hands, you get to take on the body of of this thing, which is um, you're just charging up a, a laser. You're just charging up laser shots and just shooting it in the life core. Um, it's, I don't know. The final boss is weird too. So like whatever. So whenever you shot it, you know it's not just vulnerable in the center at all either. Uh, it has like these 
legs, I guess you can call them. Um, that whenever the joint of the leg uh, kind of like shoots to the top of the screen, any part of that leg between the quote-unquote knee joint and the body is also vulnerable to be shot. Yeah. Uh, so you don't have to hit it in its body all the time, which if you had to do that would be a forever fight and hard or than it already is. So yeah. um it took me forever that fight though. <laughs> that fight took me a long time. Yeah. Fully upgraded took me a long time. Yeah. Um I I don't know if I was still fully upgraded at that point when I beat him, but yeah, that fight is just it's a chore. It's a chore. It is. Um but I mean once you've so once you've taken out the hands and then you get to the, the second phase, essentially, the Andross's mouth part of the game. Um, once you've beaten that, like, you've, 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 you beat the game. Congrats. Proud of you all. <laughs> um, it's a cool game. It really is. It's, it's worth a playthrough. Um, like, 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 you're probably hearing me like stutter over my words too. When in the gameplay section, this is like I told Mo, like I don't know how to describe this game. This game like fits under like three or four different genres. That like at one like in five minute chunks, you'll be playing one. The next five minute chunk, you're playing another genre. The next ten minute chunk, you're playing another genre. It's, like, it's kind of all over the place, but it it melds nicely together. Like it's not like it's not like Beavis and Butthead. I'm gonna use that as an example where <laughs> you're you're kind of like you're you're like like you're like what the heck do I do type deal? Oh, I have to go find and collect something, and then all of a sudden like you're put into a a, a platformer, and then you're back into a what the heck do I do? And then you're back into a platformer. You know, it's kind of a weird weird transition in that game. But this game, it it works somehow or another. It they they made it work, and I was. I was and I was I was happy to have to cover this game because I was talking to Mo. I was like, "What genre haven't we covered all that much?" And we we're talking about it. And we're just like, "Well, there's Cosmo Tank, but like, what genre does that fall under?" <laughs> <Yeah>. You know, <laughs> hard to figure out. But yeah, they they do all different things well. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna say amazing, but they do everything well. So. Even switching between those modes always feels right. Um, you never feel overwhelmed by it or suddenly don't know what to do. It's all pretty simple. Um, but it is not super easy either. Um, it does no. provide you with a challenge. It's uh, and you can make tough. it harder on yourself by not upgrading, I guess. Uh, yeah. But I wouldn't recommend that. Uh, it's definitely a, not for a first one. It's one of those games where like, I would call it tough. But... Yeah. A fun tough. Not an unforgiving tough like Batman animated series, but it's a fun tough. Yeah, absolutely. And it it has unlimited continue, so yep. um, you don't lose your progress at least through a planet. You just, well, game over and then have to <laughs> get through everything again but uh, and upgrade your, your tank, but um, besides that, like it you can keep on playing. It's not like uh, suddenly halfway through the game you have to restart. No. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, thank God, because that would, that would make this game not that much fun, actually. But, Agreed. Uh, 
Yeah. Agreed on that. Um, let's dive into the cover art quick. So, the cover art between the Japanese and the American versions are nearly the same. I personally prefer the Japanese cover because it's brighter. Um, mm-hmm. It's not as dark. And, it could be the image quality. Yeah, maybe. I have no idea. It, yeah, it could be the image quality that we found for the English version, but... Um, the Japanese version is a lot more vibrant, like the the shadow, like you can actually see what's happening. It's not dark and dungeony at all. Um, at the top, it says Cosmo Tank in the in the awesome '80s synth monochrome style yeah. uh, word art, and then yeah, the just Jap- think think Transformers, like yeah, that basically it. And then underneath that, for the Japanese box art, it says something in Japanese. I have no idea what it says. Um, no idea either. No. no idea. Doesn't even doesn't even show it on the English box art. Uh, and then below that, you can see the first person view essentially. So you can see like this narrow cave, and you're blasting a laser, and there's a, a spider, spider and ant off to the side that just dodged your attack. Yeah. Um, a lot of detail on the rocks. Like this is a, a round, a round tunnel in in the cave, and you can see all the shadows in the rocks. Like it actually looks like a three dimensional. Like you're actually sitting in the cockpit of of this tiger tank. Uh, the rocks are very well detailed on both versions of the box art. Um, you can manage to see what the ant or the spider is. Uh, you can tell it's an insect of a sort, and the highlights are perfect on it. On the right-hand side is more brilliant because that's where the laser is coming from versus the left-hand side where it's more shadowy because it's kind of more up against the wall. Uh, that's more prominent in the American box art than it is in the Japanese box art. Yeah. And then as we go further down the box art, now we're inside of the cockpit of the Tiger Alpha 1. And we can see all of the control panels. They're blue with the black screens and the green text. Think of like the or, the late 80s, early 90s MS-DOS type stuff. Um, you can see like the window and the top controls on the top of the tank as well too. Um, you can see like where your legs are going to fit. And like this piece that goes kind of between your legs. Almost like a joystick in an actual like fighter cockpit. And then in the bottom, at least on the Japanese version, in the bottom right corner shows the Tiger Alpha 1 tank. Um, it's almost like a smaller version of a Metal Gear. And then in the English version, <clears throat> the Tiger Alpha 1 tank is center bottom of the box art. So Yeah. Yeah, I don't, it might just be the coloring of the scans of the boxes. It, it could be, yeah. It, it could it be off, image quality, but, yeah. Uh, and I'm Atlas exactly hasn't sure. Atlas hasn't changed their logo in 25 years, so <laughs> nope, <laughs> still, the, still the same. It's a good logo. I mean, uh, yeah, it gets the point across, right? Mm. So, but uh, the box art's cool. I, I I like the box art. It's it actually matches the game. Finally, <laughs> like we have finally got a box art that matches the gameplay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it shows what it's about. Like they don't show the the shoot, shoot 'em up section, but yeah, whatever. Uh, I mean, you spend is... most of your time in a cave in a way in the game. Yeah. So. so. Yeah, I, I yeah, good good box art. Whoever designed it, good job. Kudos to you if you listen to the podcast. And before <laughs> we get thirteen comments, I was the one that designed it. Okay, good meme. 
Um, <laughs> uh, outside of that, uh, general reception of the game, I couldn't find much. I feel like this is a game that like just not many people knew about or talked about or... Yeah, it definitely flew under the radar completely. Like, maybe it is because of the box arts. Not that it's bad, but it... If you play the game, you know what it signifies for sure. But otherwise, it looks kind of weird. I mean, it, it doesn't really say much uh, about it, so... Yeah. Um, let's do a quick look here on, on release day. So... August 1990 in America, we had Double Dragon and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Fall the Foot Clan. Yeah, that's that will overshadow this. So those it. two games yeah. will 100% overshadow Cosmo Tank because Double Dragon is a beloved NES game. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in the early 90s? Come mm-hmm. on. Every every every. <laughs> Every boy on the block, man, was dressed as Raphael or Michelangelo for Halloween. So, yeah. Um, and then September. So, if we want to look at September, even as well, uh, September we had Skater Die, which may not sound huge, but it was Skater Die was actually pretty popular in the late eighties, yeah. early nineties when skateboarding Absolutely. started to take off. Uh, Final Fantasy Legend or the uh, Makai <laughs> Taoshi. Makaitushi Saga. I can't. Uh, not good Japanese. Um, <laughs> saga is fine. Saga, yeah. So we had a couple games even in September to overshadow, but September had a lot of games that came out as well too. Catrap, uh, heavy heavyweight championship boxing, Pipe Dream, Wheel of Fortune. Um, we had a lot of games come out in September, so the game a hundred percent got overshadowed. Uh, by bigger titles, uh, and that's going to happen. That even happens in today's world with yeah. video games. Like, uh, oh, you know, this game's coming out on September, whatever. Oh, that's when Last of Us Two is coming out. All of a sudden, it's like, well, no one, no one remembers that other game now. So, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, uh, Capcom got lucky that uh, that Squeenix uh, pushed back Final Fantasy yeah. remake. Because they were coming out, uh, like Resident Evil 3 and Final Fantasy were coming out in the same month. I was like, yeah, dude, uh, Resident Evil 3 is going to bomb now. (laughs) But uh, I I think they pushed it back one month now. Well, it's crazy because right now we have, in March, we have have, uh, uh, Animal Crossing. Yeah. The new Ori game. Oh, okay. Doom. Um, and then we early April Final Fantasy Seven. No, you know uh, it would have been Cyberpunk, but that got pushed out. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. RE Three remake. Like we have a lot of big hitters like coming up that do overlap each other, um, but they're such big titles that people are going to know them and be like, okay, I'm going to play this first, then I'm going to play this. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, here's an indie game that's coming out the same day as RE3. I was pretty excited about that indie game, and then RE3 comes out. What was that indie game again? Question <laughs> mark. So, uh, yeah. 1990 was a busy year for the Game Boy, just looking at this list. 
Dang, 1990 was a busy year for the Game Boy. Absolutely, um, yeah. Wow, all right. Cool. So, uh, yeah, with that, we're going to take another short break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to give our thoughts and history, more thoughts and history of the, of the, of the game Cosmo Tank. Uh, so stay tuned. everybody uh thoughts and history mo i'm gonna start with you on this one sure um i'm as far as i could see um at least from my video um john carl's did pick this game for me so i'm pretty sure he and other blues were already like trying to figure out the speed run for this for sure so i think that's why i i started playing it so i had never heard of it before um like nobody else, probably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, he said you will like this because it's it's like very uh, different than what we normally get to play when doing these uh, system challenges. I was like, okay, I'll check it out. And yeah, I, I liked it a lot. Um, I think it took me like t- almost three hours to, uh, to beat it blind, uh, which is a good length for... A, Game Boy game, uh, I feel like definitely one where you keep progressing. Like, I did spend a lot of time like uh, getting my tank back to the appropriate level, uh, maybe a little bit too much. Um, but yeah, for me, like a three-hour game, that's uh, pretty much perfect for uh, for Game Boy, um, unless I constantly have to like restart it and it's actually only a ten-minute game. That's that's something completely different. <laughs> um, yeah, I really enjoyed playing through it. Um, the uniqueness of it got to me. Um, I had some trouble during the first-person uh, shootouts, let's call them that, uh, with, with dodging uh, the bullets from, from the enemies. But all in all, like it wasn't too hard. It was just like a, a good challenge to me. So um, I can definitely recommend it uh, because... Because of that uniqueness, um, you will not find another Game Boy game like this uh, at all. Maybe something similar happened for Game Boy Advance or for Game Boy Color. Um, Not that I know, um, but I think this is just for the original Game Boy library. Definitely something unique you have to check out. And if you are into it uh, in all these uh, different gameplay styles uh, in one game, um, definitely uh, just play through it yeah i i don't have any history of this game at all i again i didn't know this game existed either um i i saw it in the game boy list that's how i knew this game quote unquote existed i saw it in the game boy game list but i just assumed it was one of those like scorched earth type games like worms and I don't like those types of games <laughs> okay. uh, or or it was gonna be like an, the um, 
the old like Atari tank games where like you go one on one against like another opponent and like whoever turns the corner first wins type deal. Yeah. Um so I, I, I never gave it any thought at all. I didn't even I didn't even turn I never even turned it on. So um <clears throat> I I didn't have any history with it at all. My my first exposure to Cosmo Tank was actually watching Author Blues speed run the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw him. I and I tuned into his channel when he was on the final boss fight, and I was like, "Oh, this is a cool game. What's this game called?" He's like, "Cosmo Tank," and I'm like, "Oh, I think I've seen that in my game list before. Is it fun?" He's like, oh, "You know, you know, he talks about the game a bit and." So I, I went and I watched, uh, you know, I, I kept watching his speedruns. I'm like, oh, this game's this game reminded me a lot of Battle Tank for the Super Nintendo or the N64. Um, kind of a top down, maybe a third third person perspective view of a tank, and you're going and fighting against other things, right? Um, but it also gave me a Blaster Master feel as well too, because yeah, actually, yeah, yeah it gave me a, a big Blaster Master feel because you start off in this tank, you're going through, you're shooting things, all of a sudden, like now it transitions into a completely different other game, and you're just like, what is happening right now? You know, and it, it caught my attention, and I've been wanting to play it since I've since I've watched those speedruns and correlated to a lot of other ga- other games that I I enjoy. Like I love Blaster Master and uh I I've been wanting to play it ever since and then I finally got the chance to play it for the podcast um and I I enjoyed the game. Uh it is it a game I'm going to brag about with my friends, you know like hey, I'm, I'm I have a Game Boy. What game should I buy? Like am I going to tell them to go out and buy Cosmo Tank? Probably not. Um but if they happen to have the game or have an EverDrive or come across it for cheap, I mean it's worth I mean it's worth a playthrough. It's a good game. Uh it's an above average uh shooter, I would say. Um it's it's fun. It's it gives you a challenge. The the toughness ramps up pretty quick, and if you don't know what you're doing, the game does handhold you enough to get you on your feet. So it mm-hmm. it is an overall good game. So oh, wow, there's only two people that have ran this game too. Uh, we've already talked about one of them. <laughs> so uh, Cosmo Tank does have a leaderboard on Speedrun.com. I know it has a task as well. Uh, I did come across the task, and the task is about 26 minutes long. No, 24 minutes, 29, 29 seconds long. That's how long the task is. Um, there are two two people on the leaderboard for Cosmo Tank. Uh, Zandra, Zandra. Uh, who has the mm-hmm. current world record right now with a 27 minute 22 second time, and then second place Author Blues, who is the original creator of the leaderboard um, and probably router of the game with a yeah. 30 minute one second time two years ago. So um, I know I know Author's talked about this game in semi recent history where he, I think he said he would want to go back to it mm-hmm. um, to try and take the record. But uh, is busy doing other things, uh, much like all of us. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll uh, I'll uh, I'll give I'll give uh, Legs the link and whoever else, and then we can uh, we can post the test video as well too in the uh, description of the of the episode, so you all can see uh, how fast the game can actually be completed via computer. So, um, yeah, those are always uh, fun to watch. 
definitely. I might be like I don't know the speedrun of it, but uh, for me this seems like um, something very unique you can get into uh, as a speedrun because it's it's has so much to offer. Oh. There are no rules to find on a leaderboard. Often <laughs> I'm gonna have to have a little chat. Um. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what's all involved with the speedrun at all either. Like I said, I, I just I've, just because I watch a speedrun doesn't mean I'm like studying the speedrun. Like a lot of times that stuff is just on the background for noise for me. Uh, community oh God, community events. Welcome to marathon season, everyone. Um, community events related to Game Boy. Um, when's this episode come out? March. E. Um, let's see. Today it's the twenty second. Twenty uh, ninth is the light. So fourteenth. Uh, March fourteenth, you say. So March fourteenth is the day of the Tiny Ten Remix number three. Oh we my should... God! Wasn't Planned. it the twenty first? No, it's the twenty first. It says the fourteenth on their Twitter. What? No. I. I uh, would I lie to you, Mo? I am so confused right now because I'm pretty sure we set I, I'm the pretty 21st. sure it's the 21st. But it says the 14th on the on the on the twitter. Oh yeah, no, I think that was the original date it was gonna be at. Uh, the okay. pin tweet you mean. No, that's that's wrong. Way to go, enemy. Yeah, no, it's uh if you go down a little bit you see it's it's March twenty first. Oh yeah, there it is. March twenty first. Well, this comes out before the Tiny Ten Remix Three. Yes. Oh my God, it was planned. Uh, regardless. Um. So yeah, Tiny Ten Remix Three was literally just announced today, a couple hours ago, with um, Mo and and Enemy on uh, yeah Retro Gaming Live TV RGL. Yeah. Now, if you don't know what a Tiny Ten Remix is, it's just uh uh an the in-between thing that enemy started uh, up himself where uh, games get picked from previous Tiny Tens, uh, maybe with a different goal because it's always a uh, full game that will be played. Um, so we just did a reveal for that. I'll go over the games real quick. Um, we have Wario Land 2, we got Wave Race, Fish Dude, Pingu, uh, crowd favorite, uh, Bad Gun, Contra the Alien Wars. Bad Gun. Yeah, bad guy. Uh, Solar Striker, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Nubo, the cutest game ever. Uh, make sure to listen to our episode about it. And uh, Castlevania 2, Belmont's Revenge. So it's, the it's the hardest game. Castlevania for the Game Boy, yeah. but the most fun. Yeah, the best one. The best one. The best one of the three. Yeah. We don't even count Adventure anymore, so... No. That's one of the two. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and then we have Retrothon, which is April nineteenth through the twenty sixth. I believe submissions will be yeah submissions will be closed by the time this episode is out. Uh, a week long event from our friends at RGL TV, Retro Gaming Life TV. Uh, consoles that sounds like this time are going to be ranging from some X sixty eight thousand computer that I've never heard of before in my yes. life, and and the Fairchild Channel F, which yours truly submitted. <laughs> All the way to Xbox, PS2, and GameCube. So there is a wide spectrum 
of games that are going to be at this marathon. It is a week-long marathon as well, too. I believe it's 24 hours. So, 24-7 marathon. Yeah. Um, pressing forward into May, since we're might as well right there. Turbo 10, um, the TurboGrafx-16 Mini is coming out in a few weeks, I believe. Um, the 19th so, of March. There you go, a few weeks. So, um, RGL is putting on a Turbo 10, where you will be playing 10... Turbo Graphics 16 games, similar to the Tiny 10, uh, Big 20, uh, NES 16, Super 16, there you go. Whatever other ones are out there in the world that I don't remember. <laughs> Sweet um, 16. No, no, that's something else. No. <laughs> Did you say Sweet 16? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Uh, the Turbo 10 will be happening on May 2nd. Um, and then NLSS Spring, which is an in-person marathon for RGL, a weekend-long event uh, somewhere on the East Coast. I actually don't know where. I don't live on the East Coast. Uh, May 16th and May 17th. Uh, as long as those dates are correct on Twitter. In a way. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, because I have no idea anymore. Um, yeah, because have... I think actually the... the... Turbo Tennis moved as well, so... <laughs> of course it is. Yeah. Of course it is. Um, then we have Speedy Fists. Uh, Speedy Fists has their submissions open until March 22nd. Speedy Fists is a fighting game speedrunning marathon. Uh, very fun group of uh, staff people with this. Uh, good friends with a lot of them. Um, I, I think last year I did Shaq Fu, or no, two years ago I did Shaq Fu for a Shaq Fu block. So we did Super Nintendo, Genesis, and Game Boy Shaq Fu. It was amazing. I think we closed out the marathon too. So uh, <laughs> a lot of fun, go. good times. Um, a lot of the people that are staff are uh, from the Midwest. So I, I, I live like 20 minutes away from most of these people. They're fantastic individuals. I hang out with them at SGDQ. Uh, so give them a check out, uh, Speedy Fists 2020. Haven't heard anything from Power Up with Pride, but they usually do something in the summertime around the May or June time. Um, that'll be a thing. There was a Kirby relay. I don't know when it uh, looks like that's... I don't know if it's a thing or if it's done or <laughs> what, because no one has posted anything about it ever. Um... I, I don't know. But apparently there was a Kirby relay this year uh, that I don't know anything about. Um, it's really all I can think of right now. Oh, Midwest Speed Fest will happen in August. Uh, I had that information somewhere and I already lost it. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. gonna, it's, still it's in August. You have a, we'll, yeah. we'll talk about it in the future. Uh, <laughs> outside of that, I have... Nothing else. RPG. Also, oh, bigger marathons, RPG limit break. Uh, I don't think there's any Game Boy games in that, but if you're into RPGs, um, Epic RPG limit break 2020. God, the internet's a fantastic thing. Um, that'll be happening May 10th through May 16th. Uh, this is out of, out of curiosity. Let's see what games they have. They have Advanced Wars for the GBA, so there's a Game Boy game. Yeah, that's something. Dragon Warrior 2 on the Game Boy Color. 
Final Fantasy Adventure. There we go. Final Fantasy Legend 2. Not um, bad. Not bad. So there's a couple uh couple in there. Pokemon Crystal. I guess that's an RPG. <laughs> yeah, technically. So uh, a couple Game Boy games, it sounds like. So good ones. Some Final Fantasy that isn't Final Fantasy. So um get that going for us next week. So uh, two weeks b- uh, before this episode comes out will be SGDQ 2020. Yeah, SGDQ 2020 uh, submissions. So I'll be submitting Year Walk, which is a PC game. We don't care about PC games on this podcast. Um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Shaq Fu. And so there's an if condition here now for the fourth submission. If Mr. Cab can get a 15-minute time in Kirby Streamland Extra Mode, I promised him that I would race him at SGDQ. I would submit the game for a race at SGDQ 2020 KDL Extra Mode. It'll be my last submission of Dreamland ever. So, Wow. um, So there's that. If he doesn't get the 15, I will be submitting... Um, Maru's mission <laughs> with a okay. bit incentive of US versus Japanese. Wow. So I'll be hopefully getting at least one game. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that would be great. <laughs> and it will be Year Walk. We all know it will yep, be. Yep, <laughs> of course. Um, so that's all the events coming up, at least in the next few months. Um, again, if anything breaks out we'll make sure to let you know in the next coming episodes uh listener questions and answers do we have anything no we do not right. so that's an easy one <laughs> perfect good job again talking. people just don't know this game so why would they even ask you anything about well, it there's a lot of questions if you there's a, you always question the unknown god um yeah so perfect i'm really glad when people don't talk to us so um <laughs> <laughs> Thoughts, suggestions by the audience, like like we always say, if you always have feedback for us, always open ears, always wanting to better the podcast episodes for each of you. I personally feel that our podcast episodes do get better each ep- each episode, one way or another. Whether we're having fun, laughing, whether we've gotten more detail than normal for a game, um, you know, one way or another, each episode does progressively get better in my opinion because I do listen to the end product. Oddly enough. Yeah, me too. Uh, and, and that's why I always, I always, I also caught that uh, my audio was completely off in the last uh, episode that we um, released, which was Swamp Thing. And I was like, what in the world happened there? And well, uh, the same thing as <laughs> what happened with Baltic in the, at the start or something like the camera, uh, the microphone switched from my actual microphone to my camera microphone yep. <laughs> yeah that was fun so the next light oh no that would tell bear so the light that you also heard before this was is also gonna be not so great audio quality wise but it, it was a technical issue that yeah. i had no idea that was happening i didn't listen to the episode till after you said something that i listened yeah. to it and i was like there's definitely a difference but you're still 
you can I can still understand you. So yeah, 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 it's it's not that bad, but you definitely hear the difference immediately. Oh, yeah. To um, luckily, my camera microphone isn't that crappy, I guess. Uh, so, but but you can definitely hear that it it's not the same as that I'm uh, recording with my Blue Yeti here. Blue Yeti, a microphone for champions. That's what yeah. I use. Of course. Except mine's all black, so it's a black oh, Yeti. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah if y'all if you if y'all were right from the south if you if you all ever have anything feedback um pat on the back good jobs five star ratings on apple ipod or apple itunes podcasts uh stuff um please like let us know please give us reviews please help us better the podcasts any way that we can um with that um you can find me Belfa Gaming on Twitch and Twitter at Belfa Gaming YouTube I just need subscribers to get a fancy URL but we're getting there um and Instagram Belfa Gaming you can see some random stuff that I post there usually emo drawings but uh where can they find you Mo they can find me on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube, all slash Mule, which is spelled M-O-E-L-L-E-U-H. Nice. And you can find our fantastic producer, Legs, uh, Sprinty Legs on Twitch, Legs in Discord, um, Legs on YouTube, and uh, SprintyLegs.com for all of yes. her projects as well, too. So, uh, And you can also find... Oh, and we oh, oh, almost forgot. We have a Patreon. I almost forgot we have a Patreon. Uh, if you want to subscribe to the con- like content, you know, if you want to like say like, hey, you guys are doing a great job, and throw a few dollars at us every month, um, super appreciated. All all the all the money that we get from that goes to paying for subscriptions and services, pay, paying legs. Um, and then after once once we reach twenty a month, uh, Mo and I will actually start live streaming our podcast episodes, so you can see our pretty faces whenever we we go to break and make fun of each other and say really dumb things. Yeah, and if uh, you don't want that, you can also, of course, just uh, put a message in the Patreon. Like, please don't do that. Like, yeah, that that's also fine as as long as I'm you okay with not taking a shower in the morning. <laughs> Let me tell yeah. you what. um also we have a paypal right we have paypal now right yes we do yeah okay so if you're not into the whole uh sub thing and you only just want to do like a one-time thingy again all these are optional we're just saying that it's a thing that you can do um you know appreciated super appreciated um please let (laughs) one of us know either mo blakes or myself uh, and I'll, I have a special role for PayPal since we can't type PayPal into Discord yet. So please let us know. I want, we want to thank you in any way possible that we can. So, um, And then you can find all of this information. Now we can get to that part. You can find all of this information on gbrunners.com forward slash TIGB. And uh, you'll see a little bio a little blip some links that you can click on for each three of us uh the most recent episode on soundcloud that's right we got fancy on that page 
in all the side stuff, the RSS feeds, the SoundCloud, and Twitch, and everything else, Discord. Please yeah, join Discord. And I finally updated the logo as well. See there? We're always doing something for the podcast, bettering it one way or another. <laughs> yeah. I reminded myself last episode that I had to do that, so I finally did it now. <laughs> Man, I'm really sarcastic this episode. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those days, apparently. <laughs> oh, man. Um... Well, that uh, about wraps everything up. Uh, hope you enjoyed this uh little run through of Cosmo Tank. Um, be sure to check the game out yourself so you maybe have a better idea of what we were talking about. Uh, but with that, we will be signing off for now. Um, and for the next episode, we will actually be talking about Bonk's Adventure and Bonk's Revenge. So you could say the Bonk series. Um, there is a third episode. Uh, the third episode? There is a third uh, bong game but it's Japanese only and we have no idea how to actually play that but like I said last time for that episode we will um, get some help from somebody who actually knows a lot more uh, about bong than we do and that is Lat Mackie so uh, you will not only be hearing me and Baltic but him as well cool well thank you all for listening have a great next two weeks until you hear back from one of us again ta-ta yeah. Bye. We're getting their legs. God.